You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Recording now, so. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the lap of luxury. Uh, yeah. We're back, baby. Uh, we are back. What? Uh, so we kind of talked about some topics wanted to discuss. Uh, we realized that we did. We had a podcast. That we'll, I don't know. We'll figure out how we're going to do it. But the uh, the spoiler alerts. Uh, we're not going to do it this one, but we we forgot to upload that one. And it's one of our older, or newer, older ones. We just forgot to put up there. So that'll be coming soon. Um, don't forget shirts. What else? Uh, how about those zaps? Uh, you make any progress with those zaps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to bring those directly to the customer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I'm going... Uh, I can just feel the uh, IG investigation happening right now. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring the... Yeah, I'm going to go in there shortly. So I'll, uh, I think you know it's going to be kind of like a... What is it called? Like a lettered carrier kind of thing? A oh, cor- yeah. courier or something like that. Yeah. I think I'm gonna, it's gonna be have to be like that. Yeah. By the way, real quick, can we talk about how the fuck do people, you know, like when you send something secret over, um, you know, if you have to send it in the mail or something, there's like a way to do that, right? Yeah. But it's like well, they send it through like regular mail. <laughs> I know. It's like <laughs> it's like you treat secret like so obviously you know protective. Like normally, but then we're like, oh, we got to send it up to, you know, this base. All right, just send it in the mail, the government mail. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. Come on, guys. Like, they should have, like, a fucking, uh, like, an underground railroad or something. They should be, like, <laughs> going back and forth, hitting, like, hitting all these stops, you know? Like, what's going on? I just imagine, like, a slide from, like, Minot to Barksdale or something like that. Like, Imagine if it was just underground. Like one of those, like the tubes you got, like when you go uh, to the bank, you put your uh, envelope in there and it sucks it up. Just goes <laughs> straight to Minot from North uh, from uh, Barksdale or something. Or you, you want to, you need to send something to fucking uh, Langley. Like, oh, gotta get this in the mail, boys. Dude, that'd be epic. That actually reminds me of uh, on the cruise. I forgot to talk about the slides. You know, like the kids slides. But those like crazy ones where they like go like in a corkscrew or whatever else. Yeah. And I I got just pretty high velocities on those. I didn't realize like <laughs> if you just lay back completely, like I never really knew that was a thing, but Madison was like, you know, one time the first time I did it, it was like kind of slow and I was like, What the fuck? It's like I almost like stopped halfway or something. Yeah. Uh but then she's like, Yeah, you're supposed to like lean back and then I did it and dude, I was I thought I was going to get shot out the fucking side of the ship or something like that. <laughs> uh, my dad sent me a video of him and my mom going on a cruise. And she went down feet first. And then somehow, I don't know how, she came. Like, you can see her go down feet first. And then she pops out the end face first. How did that even happen? It was so funny. Oh, I man. Think- at the end, we went to this, like, hotel before, you know, then the next day we were going to leave out for our flights. But there was, like, this really short slide that did the same thing where it um, <laughs> it had, like, the, you know, the twists and the turns or whatever. Oh. And, dude, for how short it was, it was just, like, it was fucking crazy. And that's what was happening. Like, we would walk in and I would try to, like, go off the sides. And so sometimes you just, like, if you were, like, looking at the slide, you would just see our legs, like, popping out the top of it or what? something. <laughs> And what then are you we trying just, to do? Did you have a death wish? <laughs> and then we would just like come down and be like sideways or something. What but, in the world are you guys doing here? Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of weird because there was like you know usually there's like an attendant, uh-huh. but we just walk up there and I don't know how best to describe it, but it's like it was a staircase and then another staircase going the opposite direction to like the next level. But there was just this girl sitting there with shades on, reading a book. But, like, you walk up there and you don't see her initially until you look back. And then it's just like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's got to that's gotta be such a shitty job. Like, the guys on the cruise, they're there, like, the entire day just, like, waiting for the person to go through, get out, you know, the bottom. And then telling the next person to go, you know, for, like, eight hours or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Same thing with people at ski lifts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Ask him. But I guess if you're young, it pays the bills. 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. So uh, I was watching. I don't know. This is another plug for a show. I, I'm not a big Hulu fan. I just I'm kind of stick to Netflix. We've already talked about how we're inundated with streaming services at this point. But uh, there's a show I had been wanting to watch. I didn't watch until recently, but it's called Rami. R A M Y. Rami. Uh, it's pretty good. It's about this. This may turn some people off, but I thought it was good. Um, but anyway, I think it won a couple like uh, Golden Globes or something like that. Or um, uh, anyways, uh, but it's about this Muslim guy who's trying. He's living in America. He's just like a like just a normal kid, just like us, um, a little younger than us, probably like twenty five or so. And uh, he's just trying to just be a, just a normal kid. But he's also trying to stick to his faith in a lot of things. So he's like dating people, and uh, he he's he's funny because him and his buddies always give each other shit about uh, just not following their faith. Like some of them drink, and then like this Rami guy, like he has sex with chicks and stuff. So like they poke fun at each other for not being uh, good uh, Muslims. But anyways. Uh, it brought up this like at the end. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but this will be kind of a spoiler. He ends up uh, traveling to Egypt. That's where his parents are from, and he meets like one of his long lost cousins, and like they're having a good time. And, like they start like basically they're attracted to each other, and they hook up. And I was like, oh man! But then I started thinking about it, and it would not surprise me how often that would happen. Like I don't know what do you, what do you think about that? Wait, which uh, what was it to him again? Who was so she? it's so it's his first cousin. So his dad's brother has kids, and the kids one of the like he has a male cousin and a female cousin, and he ended up hooking up with the female cousin. So it's I mean, again, it's one it's first cousins, I guess you would say. Yeah, ah, uh, I think second cousins is where you gotta. <laughs> that, that that's where you, like that's where you can start anything beyond second cousin. Yeah, yeah, I think first is so. What would be second? Dude, I'm so bad at the family thing. Uh, I might have to Google this one, but I think second cousins is like if you're like it'd be so if your dad has a brother, it would be like your uncle's wife. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I think that cousin. would be. I think that would be fine. I mean. Let's try to avoid it, guys, but <laughs> if you must, I suppose, um, yeah. And it made me think, go ahead. <laughs> and they knew they knew before they hooked up that that was, that was the situation. Yeah, yeah, oh, they did. Gosh. So it was kind of funny because, like, he was talking to his boys back home, and they were like, dude, who is that? Like, oh, that's my cousin. He was like, that's your cousin? You need a banger right now. <laughs> and he was like, what? That's my cousin. He's my first cousin, not even second cousin. He's like, I can't do that. And he was like, dude, like, he's like, why? He's like, he's like, aren't you worried about, like, if your kid, if you, like, you know, what if I have kids with her? Like, they're going to be, like, retarded or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay, that's, like, that's, like, a 2% chance. And or it's, it's like a 2% chance that's going to happen anyways. So it's only really you don't have to worry about that when you're like, like when your kids start having sex with each other. So or he's like, so I wouldn't even worry about it. But he's like, dude, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And he was like, ah, I don't know. And then they kind of, like I said, they just started uh, like they're like, ah, oh, no, we shouldn't do this. But they're obviously attracted to each other. And it was just kind of it was kind of like a cringeworthy, but also funny interaction. And I just made me think like, I, it would not surprise me how many people actually uh, have done stuff like that before, you know? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. I mean, I like I have a kind of a weird situation because I don't really know my like relatives or like distant kind of relatives because they're uh -huh. all in uh, they're not in America. So like yeah. me, like I haven't had many family functions where I like interacted with um, my yeah, like I guess distant relatives and stuff like that. But I, I always thought it's, like, even first cousins or whoever else, like, there's a lot of people that are just, like, it's, like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why are we hanging out? You know, it's, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, we've all been through it. Like, it's just weird for kids um, where it's just, like, you know, my, my parents knows your parent or, you know, your parents' yeah. wife or something, like, or your parents, uh, somebody, 
you know, parents or somebody like that. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to to stop that. You got to like either introduce him like a lot earlier or, because I think the thing is he knew his cousin in this scenario. He knew his cousin, but he had to, he didn't see her for a long time. And he's like, oh shit, this is what she looks like now. Like, wow, she's hot. But um, it, it's one of those things where you, I guess to prevent that, you got to keep them fairly close. But that brings you up another thing. So you said, like, are your pa- are your uh, is your majority of your family like in Italy or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So are. Like, are you like what are you are you like a uh, like second generation? I'm first, as in my parents are from Italy. No shit. Yeah. Wow, I did not realize that. Yeah, that's why I'm so fucked up. <laughs> Do you speak Italian? No. Um, essentially. Is that, is that a sore subject? Yeah, a little bit. But my. <laughs> so I have three siblings, two brothers and a sister. They're all older. And. My parents taught that to my two older brothers, and then they taught it to my, or I think at that then at some point they just they're like, doctor or whatever. Maybe they talked to like other parents or something, and they kind of realized like they should just stick to English and like concentrate on that. Um, but that's why. So my two brothers, who are older than my sister, are pretty, uh, not fluent, but they pick up Italian way better than my. I mean, my sister I think might be better than me, but uh they pick it up you know a little bit better than both of us even though we've all you know taken classes in like middle school and high school and that type of stuff um i suppose they practice a little bit too because my grandma only speaks italian uh and she's she's the only is our grandparents aren't in the immediate family are they uh i would not consider them an immediate family yeah so she's the only one in america that's not in the immediate family ah okay <laughs> wow dang yeah and she lives like 45 minutes away from my place like my place in at home and uh so we would visit her every once in a while and that's why we're, we're going a little bit into my history i suppose but um i'm not too big on thanksgiving because we never really celebrated i mean we would but it would be like you know, we celebrate with my grandma and she doesn't know what it is because it's not, you know, it's not, not, it's only American, right? So it's like, right. yeah, so that, that never really became a thing for me or, you know, it's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's been, yeah, we're going a little bit deep here, but well, it's kinda, it's, I kind of have the same thing where in the fact that, uh, or not the same thing, but like Thanksgiving is not that big of a deal just because maybe I was gone so much. But like we don't have a lot of immediate family around, so and as we have a small family, it's just me and my sister, so like my aunt might come over and that's it. So it's like you know five people. <laughs> yeah, and it's always interesting to think about where it came from. You know what I mean? I guess it's back in the day with like the Native Americans and um, kind of having dinner and or you know like um, a great feast kind of together. But it's always interesting to think about like who like propagated that to make it like an actual national holiday or like a federal holiday or whatever else yeah. to what it is to what it is now. And then it's also interesting thinking um, like who introduced the idea. Well, I guess the turkey thing was always there, you know, but like who introduced like you got to have turkey, you got to have like cranberry sauce and you got to have like apple pie. You know, it's like yeah. it's like the uh the diamond industry making diamond rings a thing for like weddings or whatever else yeah same thing you know with hallmark making valentine's day a thing yeah exactly shit, you know? and uh i just recently saw actually speaking of thanksgiving or just heard about this the guy who started macy's back in the day he he started in like a small town and or i think it was like in a um like secluded neighborhood or something. So he didn't get much business and he had to close it. But he tried when he was like, he was trying to generate business. He tried to have a parade come through the town um, to try to like, you know, make people realize that it's there or something like that. Uh-huh. And it, I guess it didn't work out and he had to close it, but then he started again and he did. Uh, he's, you know, Macy's obviously, you know, turned out fine, but that's why they always have the annual parade is because that was the tradition. Like he, that's how he started it essentially. Interesting. There you go. A little yeah. fun fact for you. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's, it, it's kind of interesting. I always think it's fascinating hearing people's origin stories. Uh, yeah. Not like <laughs> I say origin stories like we're like <laughs> the super fam, the, the superhero <laughs> um, 
Port's family. Uh, Dude, oh, I, almost, um, I almost slipped up on that one. That was a tough one. I <laughs> <laughs> um, this might have been what I was trying to talk about in the last one that I forgot about. Um, have you ever heard the saying in? Because I always try to find the origins of um, sayings. I'm really interested in that. But there's a whole NPR show on that. But anyways, really? Oh, yeah, okay, I got that out. Um, in for a penny, in for a pound. In for I've never heard that one. In for a penny, in for a pound. Exactly. So this goes back to retro lapa luxury. Who says this? Well, this? so people have said so. I watched the movie Knives Out, which, by the way, great movie. I I think anytime you do one of those, uh, it's one of those um, whodunit kind of thing, like the murder kind of thing, where uh-huh. it's like they show pieces of the story and then like you know slowly kind of put it together, and you're like, oh, did this person do it? No, I think this person did it. You know, uh-huh. uh, kind of like the murder on the Oriental <clears throat> Express, I believe. It's called. Yeah, yeah. But they said that in that one. Uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never heard that before. And then the next day I hear it on a, another podcast that's like, that was like uh, in a different time. You know what I mean? So it's not like they heard it in that movie too and said it. And I'm like, dude, ESP. Well, yeah. It's I, all here, baby. I'm telling <laughs> you. It's one of those things too. Like sometimes I you get it. Like you don't know, like, I get the theory where you don't notice something until you actually somebody brings it to your attention. But things like that, like that's something so odd that you would definitely have heard that before. It's not like it was like, oh, I've just never paid attention to it. Then all of a sudden I just paid attention, you know, exactly. That's just (sighs) yeah, that's happened before, too, with um, I think I mentioned, it. you know, many podcasts ago. It was like something like the Red Bull Ultra Marathon and. Like somebody said it, and I was like, "Oh, I never heard of that before." And then somebody talked about it separately, like the next day, and I'm like, "What the fuck's happening around here?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dude. and I guess then again, also, you know, how rarely does that kind of happen? Sure, but still, I think there's like, I think there's something that we haven't unlocked yet that we like do every once in a while that makes that happen, just like comic kind of maybe like deja vu. Which, by the way, I haven't had deja vu in I think years. Really? Uh, which, I have it probably monthly. Which I think that means I'm fucking like a peasant or like everybody else is going to get superpowers but me or something like that. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you who has it figured out. It's fucking Instagram and YouTube and Google because they hear you, you say one thing near your phone and it's guaranteed to pop up. Uh, <clears throat> I was in downtown Nashville uh, you know, are you familiar with L3, like the company L3? I'm sure yeah. you are. Yep. Uh, so I guess that I didn't know this, but they have a partnership with Harris Radio. And I was and I, I at work, I use both of those products. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, I was downtown Nashville. And I was like, oh, shit, L3 Harris. It's like I asked my buddy, it's like, hey, are those the same guys? Like that's L3 and Harris, like the two companies that we use. And like, yeah. And sure as shit. That night, I'm like, because I go back to his place and uh, like I was just crashing on the couch because I didn't feel like driving back here from Nashville. And I'm scrolling on Instagram and never had I seen that those two put together. Had like no, no sooner than I scroll like two scrolls down and there's an Instagram profile for L3 Harris. And I was like, these motherfuckers, they got me dead to rights. How do they do it? How do they do it? Like, maybe they had location services on next to me. Or, like, I thought I had location services turned off on Instagram. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't type, I didn't type in L3 Harris into Google or anything. All I did was mention it. And my phone was in my pocket when I mentioned it. I don't get it, man. Like, this is crazy. This is yeah, insane. That reminds me of, like, the whole, the data. It's all about data, you know, now. Yeah. And I, I'm just wondering what people are fucking doing right now. Or, like, the companies that is going to, like, blow up in their face soon. Like, kind of like what Facebook did. And then, you know, there's a whistleblower. Like, what are they What are they still doing right now? You know, and by the way, I always think about, like, you know, when you, like, you, you let's say, like, Facebook or something gets updated. And they're, like... Uh, if you say okay, that means you agree to the new privacy terms. It's like, who, like who's like, who's gonna be like no? And then they just like delete their Facebook. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. 
It's like they could put whatever they fucking want in that. Just like any time you like sign up for something, there's like a billion pages of agreement. It's like no one's going through that with a fine comb. Yeah. You know what I mean? For like a, I don't know, a video game on their phone or something. I don't know. Yeah, they but, get you every time with it. Yeah, but the other thing about data is like, I hate now that, or it seems like it's now, it's like when you try to get a quote for something online, like say auto, I was trying to do this for like auto insurance, mm-hmm. and they want all your fucking information up front. You know, they want like your address. Um, I mean, email address makes sense, but like birthday, name, hometown, I don't know, whatever else, you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck off, guys. Just get, you know, like, I'm saying, whatever, I have like an F-150 and I live in this state. What would be the price for that? You know, like, yeah. I just hate it. That that just that makes me turn around and be like, okay, I don't care anymore, you know, and I just give yeah. up. It's really annoying. Uh, and it's like, what are they going to do other than just bother you later, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh was so again i mentioned being in nashville so nashville nashville certain parts of nashville have started to become a um art deco or hipster haven and i think that i think this is probably true for most areas around the country uh and like there's a certain type of decor if you will, when you go into these places where it's kind of, it's a nice place, but they try to like grunge it up a little bit. Like they'll put <laughs> different, they'll put like different style lights in. I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, our pal shark who came on, who's been on the show a few times, brought this up to me and I think he made a great point. But anyways, uh, you look and you get, like, for instance, I always see this in the bathroom. You go in the bathroom, it's got, like, nice white tile, the mirrors there. Um, they got, like, urinals on the wall. But then you look at the urinals, and they have, like, just shitty copper piping, like, sticking out of the wall and going into, like, the nice urinal. And then, like, you go to wash your hands, and it's just, like, a plain Jane, like, copper uh, like copper piping with a, like, a spigot that you would see, like, on the outside of your house that's water's dripping out over like something that would be on like your um your water heater you know and it looks kind of cool and like same, same with the lights the lights kind of look like old gas lights almost if you will um or it'll just be but it'll just be no light fixture just like a, a light bulb sticking out of the ceiling my question is at what point is are you doing this for the style or kind of the feel or the to create kind of this uh je ne sais quoi if you will um or are they just being cheap you know uh because you can't really tell it look like you're doing something on the cheap but it kind of fits towards this whole uh ambiance and how do you how can you tell the difference between just a shitty product and somebody purposely trying to make it shitty um I think it would be case by case, but you, I think you can tell like subtly, but I think for the most part, I think they actually do have to put in some money to make that kind of look like that. But I, I do see what you're saying. And especially when they like, um, I mean, this is kind of different, but when they do those, uh, what's it called? The cow kind of, uh, uh, not, uh, it's almost like the feeder kind of urinals <laughs> where like yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah, like yeah. standing next to each other and it's like all just one big drain kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they make it seem like, I don't know, maybe they're trying to be different or something like that, but, or innovative, I guess, and save water. I don't know, I suppose, but it's really just kind of like a, you know, they just want to do that to, to make it easier for themselves possibly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Uh, What I need, what I need to see is their, I need, I need to see the renovation bill here. Cause if, (laughs) if, if I see it from like, you know, Chuck and Joanna, then I'm like, all right, cool. Like you spent the money on this. Yeah. All right. You did this on purpose. <laughs> but if I see it's fucking, it's just a bunch of receipts from Home Depot. I'm like, all right, you guys are some peasants. <laughs> yeah, you should walk into a bar and be like, let me see the receipts. Yeah, I I need I need the like I'm I'm gonna be the inspector. Like, no, I'm like, oh, can I see your license? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just inspecting to see if you guys are really uh, like how serious you are or how committed you are to this uh, this whole ambiance here. That's really funny, and yeah, and I think you especially see that too, with where they just like fucking 
put a string with a light bulb from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, that's cool. You know, as opposed to like having to buy like a fixture and that type of stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, it's kind yeah, of smart, I, but like it's yeah. smart because you save money where you can. And it, it's kind of a, it is a look for sure. It, wor- it works. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, it, but it really has to fit that type of restaurant too, or that type of establishment. So again, it works, but I just wonder sometimes, like I'm sure it's a happy medium. I wonder if it's, and it's not neither good nor bad, but I guess I'm trying to figure out if they're doing it because they're trying to save money or if they're doing it to create a look or it's just probably they're trying to create a look, but it also happens to be that that's a really cheap way to do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's kind of interesting to think like, cause that's, I don't know, maybe that's one of the styles now, kind of like hipster, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But if that wasn't a current style or something, like people wouldn't be able to get away with that. So yeah, and then it wouldn't work or has throughout time, has that always been kind of like a, like you could be like, Oh, it's a speakeasy or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're going for this vibe. It's not that we're cheap, you know? Yeah. It's, I, I think that's a well, not necessarily a problem, but there's so much, there's something to be said for just ha- a, having a certain vibe and setting expectations when you do stuff. So if you have a vibe for like, if you, for instance, you like um, kind of like uh, like for if you're a car guy and people like rat rods, so like kind of like junky, look like they're thrown together stuff. Um, some people like that vibe. Other people like their shit like to be super clean same thing with car uh like uh probably houses and bars too you know yeah absolutely i like i like his little things like i like the kind of minimalist uh kind of thing i suppose like where you have like the minimal stuff as possible out and like as opposed to like you know everything's on the uh counters and like everything's kind of available to you i like it kind of more like tucked away if you don't need it right away type of thing yeah uh yeah i'm definitely uh i i i like i like minimalist but like how i live my life is not at all (laughs) you just see my like every time i i clean my place like my counter is just filled with stuff so like i take it i put it all where it needs to go and then within a week it's good it's a mess like my i should just post up what my counter looks like on the uh, facebook page so people can see like wow this guy is uh he's a hot mess. And that's like uh, I was thinking about that today because I was organizing and I was like, this never ends, does it? It's like every <laughs> week, every week this happens. You know what I mean? It's like it's oh and it's always like I get something in the mail and I look at it and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh that looks important, but I'll get to it like later. And then like I don't know, nine days later I actually open it and then it's like something like. <laughs> talking about something that i don't fully understand so i'm like okay i'm just gonna leave this here and i'm gonna make sure to come back to it and then like 20 days 20 days later i go back and i'm like oh, yeah i still don't understand it i better just keep it uh, around though you know yeah. and it's like before you know it, i got a stack of fucking papers on my desk that like i haven't done anything with and i don't know i'm never touching them you know what i mean it's like i have it right now it's right next to me actually and it's just like what the fuck you know oh, yeah. i don't know like what what do you think would happen if you just went, you know, kind of rogue in a sense and like all your important documents and like whatever else that you kind of keep just in case or like to reference or something like that, you were just like, nah, and you just like shredded them all, you know what I mean? And then like if an agency, I mean, how many times have they really been like, oh, I need to see this bill that you have or something like that and you had to send it to them? You know what I mean? Like I think I hold on to like, old um like the first time i get a credit card like that letter you know and the uh, terms of use i hold on to that shit and it's like when am i gonna reference that never. you know exactly ah, god i just gotta burn this place down and start again <laughs> i think some stuff like uh nowadays is not so important for businesses but i think for our jobs uh because like just because you know how things fail uh, it's probably important to keep a lot of stuff that we don't find important in the paper version somewhere. Uh, but on the whole, um, outside of that one, like those scenarios, 
I don't think it's important to keep a lot of that small stuff around. Um, yeah. And um, here's the other thing: is like, when was the last time you needed to print something? Uh, like at sorry at, at home? home. Yeah. Oh no, I ha- I don't even have, own a printer. I've never had Ex- to. Exactly. I have a printer on my desk right next to me, and I use it. I don't know, like three times a year. Yeah. It's like I just want to throw that fucking thing in the closet and like you know only take it out when I need it essentially. Dude, um, which which you won't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it, it does come in handy sometimes, like, if you need to scan a document or something like that. But nowadays, you can just take a fucking picture with your phone. Yeah, which I, you have the uh, the cam scanner app? No. I, I know there are some good stuff out there. It, it makes, like, a PDF of it or something. Yeah, it makes it look exactly – like, if you were to scan it, it looks you, – you can't tell that it was scanned on your phone versus scanned via copier or whatever. What's it's that called? It's called cam scanner, C-A-M scanner. It's free too. Um, I gotta give that a go. Does it uh, steal your data? Uh, I'm sure it probably does. <laughs> there is a fucking, uh, you know, viewers beware here. There is a flashlight app out there that I think that's why I, this wasn't probably the reason, but nowadays it kind of like it's like when you install an app, it says, well, we have to ask permission for this, you know, to use this and this. It like it was like stealing people's fucking data because it would be like. Oh, we need access to your files and your like passwords and this this stuff. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with people, man? You know, there's just data mining. They're gonna sell that shit to the highest bidder, <laughs> and yeah, everybody's trying to make a quick buck. I saw this today that um, actually, there's two things. One thing, they they've started making. It seems like voice cloning has become pretty prevalent. To where. Really? So that, that actually almost happened to us today, I guess, <laughs> with my uh, two uh, Skype accounts. Yeah. It could have been it could have been somebody else, you know. But yeah, they say it's especially bad for like grandparents, which is like such a fucking horrible thing, right? Like they could, you know, I think the authorities think like one potential could be, you know, they call your grandma and they pretend that it's you, and and you're like, oh, I need help, can you send me money, type of thing, and of course they're gonna do it or yeah. something. And then they just send it to somebody else. But then there's this other thing, too, of, um, oh, yeah. And this actually, I think, happened to me, where they, they like, sell, uh, somebody, you know, the criminal kind of sells, like, a really expensive item. And they, or sorry, they offer a really expensive item. Somebody randomly buys it. And then the criminal, like, sends it to the wrong address. And to the person who buys it, it just seems like it got lost in the mail. But really, the criminal just bought like a pack of gum or something, and they, you know, maybe sold something for like a thousand dollars. And then it's kind of like the postal service's fault or something, and they just get away with scot free. Wait, so what happens? So essentially, like, let's say I'm the bad guy, you're the buyer. So okay. I say like, hey, do you want this? Let's just say um, the printer for. I don't know, $500 or something. And you're like, yeah. And then, so you buy it on my website and I get the $500. I just buy like, I don't know, a picture frame or something and pretend to send it to you. But instead I send it to the wrong address, but I give you like the, um, I can't remember. I think you give them the tracking number or something and it gets lost in the mail because it, you purpose like criminal or like I, on purpose send it to the wrong address so it doesn't get to you and then when you see it you know everything looks good from your side so then you have to talk to the postal source or whoever else and they're just like oh i guess yeah we lost it or something there's no insurance on it or whatever so you just lose it and then they they, the the bad guy just runs away essentially and does it again somewhere else yeah oh but it's like yeah it says it went here and yeah interesting because I think somebody did that to somebody and then used my address or something maybe randomly, which again is like the, they got my data from something probably random. Somebody sold my address or something when I tried to like look up a quote or something random, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because I got this random like tracking number from this website I didn't buy anything from. And I don't think I ever got anything, but I don't know. I think that's one of the things. So um, the reason I found out about it was because – or I heard about it was from the next door app again. What's happening around here? Am I in the fucking Hunger Games or something like that? Like, is, <laughs> where where am I living? 
I don't know, but I don't know. I got so I got a uh, like when we were on the when we were doing our podcast the other day, uh, I got a notification, so I got a ring uh, camera. I put that in my house. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty nifty. Other than it going off sometimes, and when it's just sun, it could be the ghost. It could be a ghost lives in my house that's also picking oh, up. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't hear any weird noises, and I'm scared to speak to it uh, in case. <laughs> Because if it starts speaking back, I'm fucking out. Dude, you won't see me. I'm done. I'll be living in my fucking office. You're going to uh, just jump out the window. Like, <laughs> do like a tactical roll from your like second story. And just, <laughs> yeah, PLF straight out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the app, I, uh, it, I didn't join like the local communities around here. But um, there's... Uh, like somebody posted up like, Hey, I'm a pregnant mother at home by myself. And this random person stopped by my house and rang the doorbell and didn't, didn't do something or other. And I was just like, what? And like, they put their face all on like the internet and all stuff. And I think, and then you see people commenting, it looks like they're just lost and they thought you had the wrong address or something like that. So maybe it was like, maybe, but like people, you know how people are they're freaking out over nothing, but it could have been something. It could have been somebody, uh, trying to stick them for their riches. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I know this happened to me. So kind of along the same lines of getting wrong mail, I actually have a piece of mail that is for my neighbor. I think I got to go take it to him after we're done. But uh, I've gotten a couple packages delivered to the wrong address. Like it's not addressed to me. It's addressed to like either the same number, different street or same street, um, different number. And, uh, I have to go take it over to him. So like I got like, it was like a bunch of stuff from like Sam's club or Costco or something. I was like, I didn't order this. I looked at the name, somewhere different. And I looked at the address like, Oh yeah, it's just on a different, just on a different address um, or different street name. So I go over there and I'm like sitting with a package, I ring the doorbell. And of course it's like, it's probably like six o'clock. So it's dark. And I'm just sitting there waiting and I was like, I'm not going to leave the package here. Like, I just want him to come open the door just in case it's uh, – so when I, I started looking at it, like, probably came completely wrong direction. But I go to the guy, and he's like, hey, uh, what's up? And I was like, uh, not much does, you know, Emily Dickens live here. I don't know who – I remember her name. And he was like, yeah, why? I was like, well, this package is for her. And he was like, hmm. Just like, like super skeptical. I'm like, here. And I just said, give it to him. And he's like, uh, like there's another package in the back of my truck. I'm going to go get it. And, uh, he was like, okay. And like, he just like starts following me out really suspiciously. He's like, where is it at? Is that your house? I'm like, no, it's in the back of my truck. And he's like, where's your truck? I'm like right here in front of me. Like, okay. <laughs> and then like, I start like, and, like this box is super awkward. And like, I'm lifting it up and he's like, oh, oh, thanks man. I appreciate it. And like, like I, and I just drop it and I was like, like, if you want, I can help you carry it up. He's like, oh, no, 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 I don't need it. Um, I'm like, all right, your funeral, man. You try to pick up the awkward-ass box. And I just because uh, he was like, I guess he thought that I was going like, to come in his place and just fucking rob him or something, which, yeah. to be fair, I could I could definitely see myself um, being in his shoes and thinking the same thing. But I was just like, all right, man, whatever you say. And I just left him, left the shit in his driveway. So, uh I, I think this is kind of this. A lot of this stuff is kind of leading us to not trust our neighbors. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say I could see myself robbing him or something. Like that. <laughs> but um, something that happened to me recently, or uh, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Uh, I just get this. Well, I get the you know classic like doorbell ring or knock on the door of like when FedEx or somebody drops something off. Uh-huh. and and it's like who's at the door and then it's nobody and i'm like and then i see the package and i'm like okay cool but then it happens like again like an hour or so later and i look out the window and i just see like bicycles on the on my driveway like kids bicycles i'm like what the heck I, I think they're selling like cookies or something like that but i go to the door and there's just like these two kids like they're like really young like seven or eight or something and they're just like hey do you have any cookies and i'm like what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and I like, I'm like, is somebody like just like, you know, I'm getting distracted and somebody else is like going around the back or something yeah, like beat that. You over the head. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm, I have some. Do you want some? And they're like, yeah. And then I just go and grab some Rice Krispie treats. 
and I give it to them, and they're like, okay, thanks, and they just leave, and I'm like, what the fuck just, I don't what? know, was I supposed to, that's, was I supposed to give them anything? What, dude, that's insane, what are you, like, where you live at is also, like, that is so sketchy, but to be honest, that's on par with that state that you live in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and more specifically, the city that you, or the, the, the cities, or twin cities that you live in right here, so, dude, was that, uh, uh, what was I supposed to do in that situation, was I supposed to tell them no? Probably, <laughs> to be honest, but at the yeah. same time, like, what do you, like, it's like they're trying to fuck with you, so you're like, yeah, I'll get you some cookies, and you give them fucking cookies, and they're like, oh, cool, thanks, and then next thing well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, next thing you know, like, their parents run up on you and, like, pulls a gun, like, you giving my kids cookies here, you trying to lure them in, you know, you're like, well, no, they asked for some cookies, so I gave them some cookies. Yeah, exactly. I, like, because I was thinking, like, maybe their parents don't want them to have these, but I'm like, I don't know, maybe they should take better kids of the or better care of their kids, I guess, or <laughs> where they are. Uh, but also, um, they were like really young, I suppose. I don't know how to, um, I don't know how to gauge kids' age. Like maybe they were like five or seven or so. You know, like they were really young to the point of I don't think they were trying to play a joke. I mean, maybe they were because they were kind of like laughing a little bit. But I don't know if they were just shy. But it was just yeah, it was a very odd exchange. Um, That's super weird. Yeah, I should have just been like. Get the fuck out of here, you rascals. Yeah. yeah, you little shit rats. And then next thing I know, they bring like a mini tank with them or something, and they're like, give us the cookies or we're going to shoot your house down or something. Yeah, like, what? I'm like, oh, fuck. Shoot up your house. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was super odd. Uh, yeah, jeez. On that topic, I mean, for their, like, for them, like, it's probably weird, but I mean, I guess the ends justified the means for them. <laughs> but great segue. This is a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's time we revisit um, the the variable quote. Do the I, uh, ends justify the means, or is the juice worth the squeeze? Or there's there's a lot of ways that you can look at this. But yeah, sorry. I have one quick thing. So I I even asked them like I was like, hey, like where are your where are your parents or something. They're like. Oh, we live just down the street or something like that. I'm like, okay. I don't know, isn't it? I mean, I think it was, I think it was yesterday. So it was a Saturday. But yeah, that's still kind of like an odd thing. But anyway, um, and it's justified the means. Yeah. <sighs> so here's my thoughts on it because, they, well, first of all, um, that that's the classic debate kind of, and it's really kind of the debate between almost good and evil and intention, really, but. What are, because I can think of one specifically, but what are some of the things that, um, what are some of the things that typically rely on the ends justifying the means? And does that, in your opinion, do, like, if if I say the ends justify the means, it kind of has a negative connotation, you know? Um, Yeah, that's true. Because, like, if, if somebody says, you know, essentially by any means necessary is essentially the same uh, – is, is essentially the same idea to look at, like, the ends justifying the means. That's what you're essentially saying when you say by any means necessary. Uh, so that in itself has a negative connotation. But for what I'm thinking of is when you look at religion, um, it's always inevitably going to be – do the ends justify the means? And the answer pretty much is always yes, because you're typically working towards uh, or for a higher power or for a, something with a deeper meaning, you know. Um, the what made me think of it was, uh, for instance, when you go to you go to church and like, there's always stories. And I'm sure this ha- this is probably the true for almost any religion. But you go to whether it's you go to temple or you go to the mosque or you go to church. And uh, the person, the preacher or whoever um, is giving the sermon or lesson, like they're always talking, like you hear a lot of time people say, oh, you know, you might bring somebody to the faith um, just by simple interaction. Um, They didn't have any intention towards 
uh, following our faith, but because of the interaction and positives that you showed them just by, you know, offering them food or just being nice to them, that kind of brought them along and made them believe in, you know, the religion that you typically follow. Um, they didn't really have a a chance or they didn't really see it a certain way. They kind of just like, let's say it's somebody who's doesn't eat or has no food. So you bring them to your community or your religion because you're offering them food. All the only reason they're there essentially is because of the food that you're giving them. And they eventually become, in this case, we'll say Christian or something. Uh, they become a Christian because you're always offering them food. So one might say you brought somebody to Christ uh, through you offering them food. So the end, even though they only came because they wanted food, the ends justified the mean because you have, you have now have a new brother or sister in the faith. So that's a an example, I'd say, where the ends justify the means to that person. Um, are there other ones? Like, I, I feel like religion is one of those things where it's all, it's always going to be the ends justify the means. And that's how it kind of, that's why we have a lot of the issues we have today. Uh, um, are you just asking like other, other, like what category or what other themes fall under that saying? Uh, no, not what other themes fall under that saying. Like, uh, I'm asking more so, is there a point, like, what other, um, what other, I guess, interactions are driven by that theme that, you know, by any means necessary or the ends justify the means? Like I said, religion is one that is pretty huge, I'd say. Um, that's one of their, like, all religions probably have that feeling. Um, but I'm trying to think like, there's a lot of, like, I, I think one of the things that, uh, or one of the, one of the ideas for us, uh, as Americans or as certain administration, like after nine 11, uh, we kind of took the, uh, the mentality of the ends justify the means when it came to torturing people and stuff like that, because we felt that we had to, torture them to get these answers so we could make sure no one else was going to create an attack on us that we saw on 9-11. Um, you say, like they said at the time, you know, the ends justify the means. Now we look back and say, maybe the ends didn't justify the means because it's turned out to be, we got a lot of false data and we didn't really get anything out of that. Um, but like there were just some other circumstances where it's justified, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, I see what you're saying. I think capitalism, um, but like where essentially you want to be the richest or you want to win, so you're just gonna you know jump over people or you know step over them, whatever it's called. Um, but also the the one I always think about is like winning or like uh, sports or something like that. Where yeah. well, I guess that one. Not necessarily like cheating, but that that'd be interesting to talk about the Astros. I don't know if we talked about that before, but um, just like um, I always think about miracle or you know the classic kind of saying where it's like the coach comes in and he's like, "All right, we're gonna do this and this. We're gonna work hard, and I'm not here to be your friend or whatever." You know, it's like yeah. they're just like <clears throat> the answer justify the means to me is always like correct in the sense of like if you really want to get something done, you have to just essentially put all the niceties i guess aside and like you know be laser focused on the goal and go after it as opposed to doing it you know the quote i don't know correct way or like kind of the more maybe pc way you know kind yeah. of, or like you know the um what's it called kind of um the optimal or the uh the way that everybody kind of thinks or like to go about something it's like everybody yeah wants to be the new Amazon or something and they want to go about it by, I don't know, let's just say treating their customers or treating everybody right and doing all this type of stuff. But if you end up being the next Amazon and you, you didn't do all that stuff, you, you're still going to win essentially. You're still right? the next Amazon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. And actually the, something I read recently was, um, or yeah, learned about was that the wealth of nations. I don't know if you ever heard of that book before. It's by Adam Smith. That's kind of what started the tide of capitalism. Um, 
I believe. And I think there was another book before that that kind of, like, you know, like talked about something else or like how like a government or whatever should be one. But the wealth of nations kind of started leading it towards um, capitalism and the government shouldn't be involved. And you should basically it wasn't really in a negative sense, but it, it was just talking about how to make the most profit and like how to like the industrial kind of revolution, how to like be the most efficient. Yeah, I think uh, I think the. I, when people talk about um, the ends justifying the means, uh, I, I think people usually typically talk about it in a negative light. But there, there's something to be said for the successfulness of it and how it can be. Uh, and I think it kind of hits that another quote. But um, basically, the winner writes history. You know, so so if we if I do something that is questionable and I say, hey, the ends justify the means, but I win, um, whether it's a war or I win the contest uh, or I win the game, anything, people are always going to look at me like, yep, he did whatever it took to win and that's what he wanted. But then if I lose, people are going to say, what did it cost you? You you, you lost and you did it a, a way that wasn't that great. You know, um, I think it really kind of it might maybe it just depends on the outcome. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I think it's also, I don't know, maybe this is kind of against it, but it's also the way you go about it, right? Like kind of like what I was saying, like in your case, if you if you try for something and fail, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, like if you try to go for something and you fail and you do it, the, you know, you go about it, you know, like I was saying, quote, the right way of like treating people fairly and doing all that type of stuff. And then you fail. It's like, well, at least you, you know, didn't not try or, or like at least you tried essentially like you didn't just sit on your couch and say like, Oh, I kind of want to start a business, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, you kind of go about it as opposed to again, like maybe the next Amazon is the person who treats everybody like shit and like, you know, just steals every penny or whatever, or, you know, pitches every penny and that type of stuff and just yeah. makes it horrible for everyone. You know? Well, so, like I think it really, and it all, that also makes me think of maybe it comes down to the person's view. So somebody else, like somebody else might say like, Hey, you failed and you did it the right way though. And then somebody else is like, you like, you're, you're just a sucker. You didn't have the balls to do what it took, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And, and like, yeah. Go sorry, ahead. Um, a perfect example of, of this actually is, and Simon Sinek talked about this. He's uh, dude. Anytime I can watch a YouTube video about him talking or Elon Musk, I just I'm just like enthralled by them. But um, <clears throat> he talks about how, Simon talks about um the Wright brothers, and I think I forget who what his name is, which is kind of evident of the, how the story goes. Is like one guy was he was like paid by the government or whatever else to <clears throat> try to figure out a flight, and you know he was doing it for the money and kind of. Like, you know, he was doing it just to uh, just because he was kind of tasked for it, whereas the Wright brothers yeah. wanted to do it because it was like their passion or like they were interested in it. So they were working like tirelessly while he was working, maybe, you know, only only eight to three or whatever. So um, I don't know. Is that kind of what you're getting at? It's like, no, not really that. But um, for <laughs> instance, like it kind of in the same vein, but you have guys, for instance, um let's say uh like okay think about it like wolf of wall street uh what drove him to do or like if if you for the people who have seen the movie the wolf of wall street or are, are aware of the story that the wolf of wall street is based on um i forget the guy's name right now but uh essentially he it's not that he didn't work hard. He worked extremely hard, but he was willing to do things that were not necessarily ethical or unethical, but a lot of things that were skirting the line of being ethical. But it didn't matter to him because he said, I don't care. I want to do whatever it takes to become the top dog. Uh, and that was kind of, somebody coming up to him because he tried to do it like the right way of, uh, at first. And then he had like kind of his mentor be like, Hey man, uh, you got to fight dirtier. You got to do this, that, and the other. And you got to, um, you know, you got to play, you got to basically just got to, you got to get dirty, uh, when you're doing this. And he used that kind of as his motivation for 
becoming really successful. And there's a lot of people who look at that and say, you know, hey, for him, the ends justify the means, the ends being rich, the means being um, the not quite legal things that he was doing. Um, but because the end game was him to become powerful and rich, uh, that's why he did it. So some people like people look at that story and like, oh, that's a negative that, that has a negative connotation. But then somebody else might look at it and say, hey, that guy, he had drive. He wanted he wanted it so bad that he was willing to do whatever it took to get where he needed to be. And that's what I'm willing to do. You know, um, does that make sense? Yeah, that's quite the uh, oh, his, his name is Jordan Belford, I believe. Yeah, Jordan Belford. There you go. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a moral uh, dilemma, right? Um, that's interesting. Like, say you want to be successful, do you, like, you just driving to stuff and, you know, maybe do stuff on the fringes of legality? Yeah. Would you do that or would you, you know, knowing that you're going to fail, keep it legal? You know, I yeah. don't, you know, it's it, like. It's, it's one of those things where, like, when you focus it around money, it's easy to say, oh, money. No, no, like, you're doing things illegally for money. That's pretty clear, cut and dry. Like, hey, it's not worth it. But then what happens to be like if you're doing things to save people's lives and you're starting to do illegal things, you know, um, but it's for the greater good. It's kind of I forget what that's called. Um, uh, not existentialism, but um, uh, I can't remember what it's called um, anyways. But you're doing things for you're doing something for the greater good because you want you want you want a good outcome and you want to help as many people as possible but if you're doing things that are skirting the law or doing things that are potentially illegal or taking advantage of other people you know it's kind of like the robin hood thing rob from the rich to give to the poor like he's trying to do something to help a majority of people but he's still stealing from people you know uh at what point where do you draw the line and how does this uh i guess do how do you decide when the ends justify the means and it's kind of it really depends on your outlook on on the situation yeah very true and <clears throat> yeah the robin hood one again is a good good example of kind of like the moral dilemma as well as uh it, like if you're poor or whatever else like do you and you need to feed your family do you steal the bread or whatever else kind of thing and just like um the one that's been used a lot where like let's just say your family members are sick do you like steal the medicine to save them type of thing you right. know yeah <clears throat> oh the philosophical term by the way was utilitarianism i couldn't think of it for the life of me um, oh nice yeah um, i don't know yeah i yeah and i guess kind of like what you're saying before it's like it really comes down to what your i don't know how to say your drive is or you know what i mean like what maybe what's at stake kind of thing because i mean if whoever your loved one or something god forbid was you know needed medicine you'd be like okay i'll go to jail to let them you know survive but i don't know maybe like more of the wolf of wall street thing like if i just want to get like an extra million dollars i'm down to do this illegal thing that's a little bit more um i don't know it's like you're not really on the you can't really be seen in the light i said like nobody can really argue for you kind of thing i don't know yeah you know what uh, I mean? or people, the people who do argue for you, they'll, they'll probably look, they probably look like people who you don't want arguing for you. Yeah. Uh, not, exactly. like, not to say they're scumbags or anything, but it's just, uh, yeah, I, 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 there's one person I really want to compare it to, but, uh, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's quite the dilemma, I guess, if you will, it's kind of classic, uh, not not gonna say classic lap of luxury, but I guess it's uh it's something to ponder on, if you will. Yeah, it's always always something good to uh, chew on and like kind of keep uh keep in perspective, I suppose, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and that's really, I mean, that's really it, isn't it? Um, keeping things in perspective and kind of seeing, trying to see the different perspectives um from people, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a uh, man. I heard a few good quotes recently. I can't think of them, but like, just keeping things in perspective of like, 
you know, I mean, we always kind of talk about it where it's you go through life and like you're like you think you're invincible and whatever else and like everything's fine and good and then like something happens to like a family member or you and you're like oh it's kind of like you don't know what you got till it's gone type of thing right yeah you know? and uh i think one of the one one like paraphrasing is like uh when like something happens to you you worry about all the thing like you think about that bad thing as opposed to think about everything that's still good, like stopping and smelling the roses type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, I've been trying to do more lately because just, you know, keeping things in perspective, like the big picture and that type of stuff. Yeah, that's really important, I believe. Uh, I know I haven't I haven't done been doing that as much as I used to. Um, and I need to get back to doing that. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think we're at our hour, but uh, you got any closing thoughts or anything you want to continue on? No, I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. I just gotta watch out for these fucking kids. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're they could just be some badass little kids. Just seeing how, <laughs> dude, they could be like they're probably trying to set you up right now. See if they can run run the jewels on you. Yeah, maybe that was just like their test run type of thing. Yeah, oh. like oh, this guy's a punk. We're gonna get him for all his money. <laughs> he gave us Rice Krispies or something. We didn't have to ask. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, and he didn't even give us real cookies. We we definitely know he's soft. <laughs> probably trying to get himself better and watch his weight and stuff giving us these rice cookie treats yeah exactly all right um we'll talk to you guys soon then yeah see ya the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the u.s government